Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Every week, it seems like I get asked by someone, what players should I be investing in? Well, I tend to stay away from giving specific player investment advice. There is a general plan that I like to follow, and that doesn't involve buying any current players for the most part. Now, yes, obviously you can make some good money selling current players in the short term, such as you know Patrick Mahomes, Mike Trout, Luka Doncic. However, their markets can be up one week and then down the next, depending on how they or their team play. If you are looking for a long-term strategy to follow when buying your autographs or cards to minimize risk and have slow, consistent profit, then today's video is for you. As with anything in life, nothing but death and taxes are guaranteed. So please always do your own research and follow a plan that works for you. This is a strategy that fits my investing strategy, but everybody is different. My strategy is not an overly complicated one, nor should it be. It simply consists of buying retired or deceased players or players who have their career cemented in stone, for example, players like Tom Brady or LeBron James, as opposed to investing in current players. Now, let's take a look at five reasons why I prefer to invest in retired and deceased players over current ones. All right, number one, retired and deceased players can't get traded. How many times have we seen a player who fits really well into a you know, playing system or a team ends up getting traded or signing with another team only to have their careers derailed shortly after that. You know, take uh, Albert Pujols, for example. Great player, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But if you were buying him right after he signed with the Angels, you probably paid too much. Also, would you say interest in Albert Pujols as an investment is higher or lower right now than he was with the Cardinals? You know, I would argue it's lower right now. His popularity has definitely taken a hit. And that's not good for investing. All right, number two, there is a difference between speculating and investing. Now, every time you buy that rookie's autograph or card, you are speculating that they will at some point become a great player. Lamella Ball, you know, Jason Dominguez, and Joe Burrow come to mind. You know, sometimes the bet pays off, but 99% of the time that prospect never pans out. Take Ryan Leaf, Brian Taylor, Greg Oden, and the list goes on and on and on. Take a moment and just think of all the young guys that you bought that ended up doing nothing with their careers. It's probably a pretty long list of guys, right? Imagine if you had taken that money and put it into proven Hall of Famers. How much better would your investments have done? Now, Luka Doncic currently averages 25 points a game for his three-year career. LeBron James has averaged 27 a game over his 18-year career. That means Luka Doncic will have to continue his streak for another 15 years and still wouldn't catch LeBron James in total points. Now, yes, I know total points isn't a barometer for how collectible a player ultimately becomes. My point is that it's a tall task to get even close to an all-time great. You know, Luca's just one injury away from having that pace slowed or ending all together. You know, what if the Mavericks have some terrible teams in the near future? That will affect how well of an investment he becomes. 
you know, I get it. You know, investing in Hall of Famers isn't nearly as fun and sexy as the young guys. I totally get it. But if you're looking for long-term, slow, consistent growth, young rookies aren't the way to go. All right, number three, you have a general idea of what items are worth. When it comes to retired and deceased players, you have a good idea of what their stuff is going for. They have a long track record of what their autograph or rookie card has sold for. You can immediately see if there is an upward or downward trend in pricing. For current players, you know, their pricing looks more like an EKG machine. Okay, It's all over the place. Up one week, down the next, then back up again. We have a pretty good idea of what a Mickey Mantle signed baseball uh, currently sells for. We know what a good and a bad price looks like. Can't really say that for Zion Williamson right now. Pricing right now would be considered extremely cheap if he turns into the next LeBron James. Or it could be drastically overpriced if he becomes a Joe Johnson type player. You know, multi-year all-star that never wins a title. All right, number four, we also have a pretty good idea of how much product is available for retired and deceased players. Uh, you know, newsflash, deceased players aren't signing autographs anymore. You know, this is a big plus for investors because the quantity of items available is decently known and it's not growing exponentially like current players' items are. We know that there are no more signed jerseys of Mickey Mantle being done. We know that Babe Ruth isn't signing autographed baseballs. Yes, new autographs are being authenticated each year, but the demand far outweighs the supply. Mickey Mantle signed a ton of baseballs in his lifetime, but nowhere near the amount of some of these current superstars. Uh, we have no idea how many jerseys Luka Doncic is going to sign in his career. It could be 50,000. It could be 500,000. It makes it very hard to invest when you don't know what the final supply will look like. As with anything that is collected, rarity is important. The harder the item is to find of these sought-after athletes, the more demand there will be. The farther we get away from an athlete's passing, the less and less items that are become available. You know, yes, retired players such as Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, they sign all the time. So this doesn't apply to every single retired athlete. And number five, we know what their stats are. We know that Carl Malone never won a championship. We know that Michael Jordan won six of them. How would that affect your investing strategy had you known that before they started their careers? ton, right? And that's a huge piece of information right there. You know, what if Mike Trout never wins a World Series title? How will that affect his pricing in the future? Uh, pretty negatively, I'm assuming, all right? Now, the more info we have on a player and the number of items in the marketplace, the more informed investments that we can make. This is why retired or deceased players are safer and better long-term investments than most current players. So what players and types of items make the best investments? Here are a few criteria I like to look for. All right, number one, find limited edition or items with inscriptions. You know, Michael Jordan, upper deck authenticated numbered items are absolutely golden. Anything that is limited edition of his is going to be highly sought after. He is arguably the autograph that most collectors want to have. He is number one at the list. Uh, Mickey Mantle baseballs, for example, with the 536 home run inscription or uh, full name sign baseballs. Again, those are highly sought after items because of the rarity of those inscriptions. And number two, ask yourself, you know, when you hear this player's name, do I instantly want to collect him? Players like Babe Ruth, Jordan, Mantle, Gretzky, 
When you hear names like this, you know there's a wide range of collectors wanting their stuff. These are the types of guys to be picking up. And number three, does this player have a unique record, play, or story behind them? You know, stories and records sell. Jackie Robinson, for example, I don't have to tell you who he is. We all know what Jackie accomplished and the type of player that he was. This instantly makes him very collectible and a solid investment. And number four, how likely is that this player will do another autograph signing or have more cards made of them? You know, take Willie Mays, for example. I've talked about him a ton on this show. Willie is 90 years old. What are the odds that he does another autograph signing? Zero percent, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, how popular is Willie Mays among collectors? Very popular. You know, when you hear his name, you instantly want to collect him. Easily a top five baseball player of all time. Does he have unique items with special inscriptions on them? Yes, I bought and sold a few of them over the years. Does Willie, uh, did Willie have an outstanding career and belong to any unique record clubs? You know, yes, he's part of the illustrious 500 home run club. Collectors you know, love buying autographs of players in that club. Does he have a unique story or play behind him? You know, yes, he's got the catch at the pole grounds. So, he, you know, as you can see, Willie kind of checks all the boxes of being a solid long-term investment. You know, these are the types of questions that you want to be asking yourself before you make that purchase. And of course, buying the right item at the right price are all very important aspects that you don't want to overlook. You know, while buying and selling the young guys is super fun, you know, you get to watch their careers unfold right before your eyes. They are very risky purchases. 99% of them don't become the players they were expected to be. If you're looking for long-term and stable investments, Consider taking a look at some retired or deceased players like I mentioned in the video today. Again, hope you guys like this one. Again, visit the website. You guys get a chance. Powersportsmobilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram at Powers Autographs. If you guys like this video, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. I definitely always appreciate it. And I will see you on the next episode.